So we're taking one of the questions tonight that we got a lot of through the Q&R. And here's the question, and here's the, or here's the, the thread of questions that kind of came under this umbrella. Um, and what, what we're going to do tonight is a little different than normal, different than, than myself or Wesley preaching on something, different than last week, Amanda preaching on something. What we're really going to do tonight is we're really, you're going to get to really witness the two of us have like an authentic and raw conversation. So we've never really done this. This is really kind of a brand new thing. And I don't know how I feel about it. Neither does Wesley. Uh, we're, pro- we're a little nervous. But our, our heart tonight, rather than, in, rather than preach to you or teach you something, maybe like, like one person talking and uh, you guys just listening, is for you guys to listen in on like a raw conversation about this question and this, and this issue that we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, because um, I think that there's going to be something that the Lord does in our conversation as we're, as we're talking to each other and as we're talking to you that I think will be really impactful for you. So here's what we're going we're gonna to unpack tonight. We're going to unpack tonight the issue of suffering. A lot of questions came in like, why does, why does God let bad things happen to good people? How can a loving God let bad things happen to good people? Um, if God loves us so much, why does he let us go through things that are really hard, that we didn't have anything to uh, control? You know, things like cancer, things like death, things like losing a loved one, things like just really difficult situations, um, physical things, r- relational things. I mean, there's so many things that you, sitting in your seat tonight, uh, can probably think about for your life when it comes to a trial, a suffering, something that would be really difficult to just, like, walk through. And a lot of questions came in, like, how do we, how do, we do this thing called, like, suffering but like with God, how do we go through something really hard, but still like believe in God and like have a relationship? And how does it work? Like, can it work? Because it doesn't seem like this always makes sense. So many questions like that. And, um, and so tonight, what we're going to do is we're going we're gonna to just have a conversation, a raw, honest conversation about suffering and God. Why, why he lets it happen. What are we supposed to do with it? How do we, how do we, how do we operate in it? And, um, and we're just going to, we're going to unpack it. We're going to have a conversation about it. So how I want to start the conversation is, um, obviously, I already introduced you guys to Wesley. A lot of you already know him. But what I wanted him to do tonight, because there's something in this season, and in, in really the last couple years, but it's kind of culminating a lot right now in this season, for you to kind of introduce them to what, what it is that you would say for your life when it comes to suffering, like your situation and where you're at with it. So for people that don't know you, that they could just kind of process with you a little bit and be introduced to like what, when you think of that word, what comes to mind for you in your life and in this season right now? Uh, well, um, I have, a, um, I have a, a pretty common skin condition uh, called eczema. Anybody, anybody ever heard of eczema? Some people call it eczema. Anybody heard of that? Essentially, uh, Essentially, I am a really itchy person, um, and uh, I say, uh, man, that, that's hard to say. But um, I, I have, I have eczema, and so uh, it's pretty common. It's like I think it's like one in three people. But uh, I've had it since I was born. But in the last like year or two, um, uh, it, it's really grown in severity. And uh, and so, and just to just to paint a picture for you. Um, I mean, it's probably from, it's probably from the top of my head all the way down to my kneecaps as far as like where it 
effects. And uh, so it's pretty, it's pretty severe in, in my case. And um, I, I will tell you this. I, I, um, I've been a Christian my whole life, and uh, never have I questioned God more than I question him in this season of my life. And, um, you know, going through the, the struggle of, like, why won't you heal me? Because this is something that affects my whole life. This is not something that's just, uh, not just something that, like, oh, yeah, like, I put on lotion, and then, like, it goes away. Like, I, I, wish, that, I wish that was the case. Like, how many times I've said, like, I have eczema, and they're like, have you used lotion? <laughs> I want to smack you. <laughs> no, I didn't think of that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and it's, it's even hard for me to say because it, it, because it is so common, but I, I, I have it in such a severe case that, like, uh, some nights I, I don't sleep. Some nights, like, I, I can't fall asleep. And if I do fall asleep, then I'm up a couple hours later uh, in the bathroom. So, like, it just, it really, I mean, it, it affects my marriage. I, I'm going through a season with, of, of life with my wife um, that, that, is, that is really difficult because it, it, it um, I was telling somebody just yesterday that it, it, it takes, for me, it feels like I have lost the ability in some instances uh, to be me. I, I, I feel like I, I'm not an angry person, yet I'm angry at God. Why won't you heal me? You know, and so, I mean, it affects everything. I, I'm in a full-time school, and I, I am super behind in school because I, I, it, just, it just takes over, and I, I, I can't focus to even do an assignment. And so um, I say all that not to, like, let's throw this pity party for Wesley, and every time you see him, like, hey, let's, you know, love you, sorry. You know, I, I don't say that. I, but I say it because this is something in my life, like, and I, I don't want to minimize anything like, you know, people who have cancer or people who, you know, have lost a loved one or anything like that. But for me, like, the subjective suffering that I'm going through, it, like, it, it, it drains me emotionally. It, I mean, it just tears me apart and never have I questioned God more in this season of my life. And, and I don't say that, again, I don't say that to make this pity party, but I say that to say, because it, right now, this is the thing that, that will be my testimony one day. My testimony of, like, I, I believe that God heals. I believe that God loves me, yet I'm still in this season of, like, this is, like, I feel like this is ruining my life. Like, I'm not able to be Wesley. And, and so I say that because there are things, whether in your life currently or previously or in the future that you haven't experienced yet, that you will go through where you will question God's character, where you will question whether or not God is still there for you. And so uh, that is a, just a little snippet into uh, what I'm going through in this season. Yeah. And I think it's important. We, we've said this before. I, at least I feel like I have. I don't know you have. But we've just, we've committed, and whoever's going to be up here communicating, so my wife, Amanda, any of our adult leaders, Anthem students, other guest speakers that come, but, like, for us especially, like the two of us and um, in our team, like, we've just committed to being really real with you all. Yeah. Like, on our journeys with yeah. Jesus. Because the, the longer that I've been in church, the more that I um, think one of the, the biggest tragedies is when, quote unquote, church leaders or pastors um, fight to keep a facade in front of the people that they're leading in order to maintain some degree of like, I can't let them know this is what I'm going through or this is what I'm thinking. Because if I do, then like, you know, they're going to see a weak spot in me that I can't let them see. You know, and, and I just have committed to just being a person that's like, hey, like I got a lot of flaws, I got a lot of weaknesses, 
a lot of things I wrestle with. And while God has given me the opportunity to, the privilege to get to pastor the next generation and, and lead them to Jesus and point them to Jesus, like I'm just committed to being the kind of person that's going to be like, yeah, this is what I'm wrestling with right here. And I'm going to let you guys see it because I want there to be a degree of authenticity that you see modeled in front of you when it comes to following Jesus because that's real life. And, and there are really difficult things that you're going through. And if you only see in here somebody just communicate all of the great things without opening up the door to kind of like a cavern of their heart to be like, actually, like, this is something I'm wrestling with. This is something that's actually caused me to have the most doubt that I've ever had. Then, then when you have doubt, where do you go? Yeah. And so what you got to see is there's, there, you're going to have two people. Uh, who, uh, we, this platform will be a platform of authenticity. That's the commitment, period. And, and we will do everything we can uh, to point you to Jesus because we know that as long as we point you to Jesus through that authenticity, you will experience what you need to experience in your life. And so as you're listening to Wesley's story tonight and we're having this conversation, I want you to think about like what that, that suffering might be for you right now or what has it been. Maybe you're not in it as much as you were. But what is that for you? What is that for you and your family? I mean, some of you, it's, some, it is a, it's, a, it's a physical thing in your body or in your mind. Some of you, it's a physical thing in a family member that you love uh, that's close to you. Um, some of you, it's a, it's a broken relationship with a parent or parents, guardians. Uh, some of you, it's the, the home environment that you live in or the lack of home environment that you have to live in, that you would say, like, yeah, like I'm suffering. This is a suffering thing for me. Everybody brings something like that to the table, yeah. and there's different degrees of severity. But why it's important that you, that you would, why would you listen tonight? Well, I believe some of us are right in the middle of that, but like you just said, Wes, I think it's really, really key. Um, if you haven't experienced some kind of suffering yet, you probably will at some point in your life, and it's going to be really important for you to know what to do and where to go when that season comes, so it doesn't catch you off guard and you're just like spiraling down. You have, you have something to stand on that's maybe more solid than what you can stand on without. So what I'd love to ask you, man, this is the part of the conversation part. So like that like legitimately sucks. It's not fun. Uh, you know, there, I think there's some, there's some mentalities out there that are like, dude, just like push through it. Like, come on, just like, you know what I mean? Like, I can, I can imagine there's been people or you've felt that, like just maybe even like as far as like get over it. Yep. Like there's worse people or worse things that people are going through. I'm sure you've heard things like that. Um, so when you, let me ask you some, just like just some questions here to kind of help paint this picture. So you've got a legitimate thing that, that sucks when it comes to like what you're walking through physically. And it affects relationships, it affects your emotions, it affects your heart, your ability to be present fully at times, yep. your joy, yep. feelings of like, dis maybe maybe even like, the, I want to use the word depression, feelings like yep. discouragement that's really deep, yep. like soul level discouragement. But you still believe in Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> How? Why? Yeah. Maybe maybe just talk talk to me like through some of some of that. 
I, I think um, it's really easy for me to answer that question and say, well, yeah, I, I do believe in Jesus. Um, but, but honestly, like, there are days, like, like where I, I don't feel like believing in Jesus. Yeah. And so, like, how <laughs> your, my, my why has to become so much more, like, and, and I'm on a journey because I, I don't, like, there are days, like, where I don't know why I believe or don't know why I believe that God still heals or I don't know why, like, because, because I'm so caught up in what's happening to me that, like, ah. I don't, I don't know, I, I don't know how, and so it, it's such a, it's such a, 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 a progress thing, because I'm, I'm not, I'm not at a finish line of saying, like, this is, this is how, or this is why, because some days I, I really, I really question that, like, why, why do that, because I think our why, why is so important, but. Can I pause you? Yeah. Let's, let's take a second and, pa- and talk about that idea of doubt. Yeah. So, like, when you think about, like, you, you have those moments of doubt, like, where you don't even, you, like you're saying, I, there are those moments or those days where like, I don't know my why. Yeah. I don't know if I actually, like how do you personally feel like, or, or even like from what your experience is getting to know Jesus and your relationship with God, like what do you think God thinks about that? How do you think God feels about your doubt? Because I think there's a lot of things that yeah. people feel about their, how God might think or feel about their doubt. But how have you processed that? Well, I think it's I think it's so hard when when I'm stuck and all I can see is what's going wrong. It can be hard. It can be hard to believe that like God welcomes my doubt. And yet, when I when I take a step back and realize like like man like it, doubt is what is actually like and this is a truth that I have to remind myself of. But like doubt is what's going to refine my faith. Because in the, in the middle of doubt is when I'm figuring out the answers to why do I still believe that Jesus is real? Why do I still believe that Jesus loves me? Even when sometimes I equate the lack of an answer as Jesus doesn't or Jesus isn't present or Jesus isn't here. And so I think you should say that again, that your doubt can be the very thing that is refining your faith. Yeah. I think that's that's huge. Yeah, that's, and that's 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 easier said than done, because like, I think a lot of times I think what we what we believe to refine our faith is the is the, you know, the worship experience and the messages and and those are all like so good. Like I I I remember messages from when I was in high school, but like more than anything, I remember the lowest moments of my life as the moments that literally shaped that literally shaped my life and shaped what I believe. And yet I'm in, I'm in one of those right now, and so it's hard to see uh, that one day, and this is the toughest part, that one day, either here on earth or in heaven, because I never got healed on this side, that I will see that this was refining me to look more like Jesus. And that's, a, that's so tough. Because the thing that you, the thing that you doubt like, the, the answer that you're looking for. So, like, for me, like, dude, I want eczema to be out of my body so freaking bad. And yet, I may be on this earth for another, you know, hopefully another, like, 80 years unless Jesus comes back, you know. But I'm hoping to live to 103, so. 
That's another eight years. You used to eight, wear that. Eighty plus twenty-three. You used to wear that beanie when yeah. you were twenty-three. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like to. I like to go with the style. So we'll see. It'll be back. Yeah, then. it'll be back. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but that that's that's so tough because the answer that you're looking for, or the thing that you're hoping for, the thing that you want, like it may never come. And yet I have, to, I have to wrestle with that tension of like, it may never come, but Jesus is just as good if it did come as if it didn't come. And like, I'm a pastor, so like, like I know that to be true, but in the thick of it, when like, I don't wanna get out of bed because I'm so pissed off, that doubt becomes a little overwhelming to where I don't really believe that in the moment. And so... But yet, I, I, I'm, I'm clinging, and I'm, I, I'm, there's some days where I'm, I cling easier than others, but I'm clinging to the hope and the truth that, like, I am being refined to look more like Jesus through this. Like, I am being taught something. Like, I, I, I will look more like Jesus on the other side of this. I will be more like Jesus on the other side of this. Like, he doesn't waste this. Like, as much as I feel like I miss moments because I'm so, like, just focused on my eczema that like I miss people and I miss moments and I feel like I can't be excited for things like as much as that is a reality sometimes like I so I so have to cling to the truth even when I don't feel it that like I am being molded and shaped to look more like Jesus through this but that's really that's that's really tough to to believe on those those hard days um let's take let's take a little bit uh and unpack just the idea of suffering, because I think that there's some important things to say to it. Um, just like fundamentally, when it comes to suffering, some people are like, God, does God make this happen to me? I mean, that's some language I've heard people use, like, God is making you go through this eczema, yeah. or God gave you the eczema, or God, you know, things like that. Uh, like, let's, let's talk for a second theologically. Through the scope of scripture, Genesis to Revelation, and just the narrative of the story of God, what we see in its fullness, and then really post-Jesus, because Jesus came and changed a lot of things. Because there's a lot of Old Testament stuff where we might be able to argue that, like, God sent some stuff on people in some degree of response to their behavior or their response to him. We see something different begin to take place once Jesus comes and establishes a new covenant, yep. really from that point forward, there's something that Jesus, Jesus took the punishment. He took what we would potentially deserve uh, for our sin, what we did deserve for our sin. And then he, he, right, he bore it all in that way so that we wouldn't have to endure the same degree of suffering in that kind of way. But, but yet we still experience suffering on this side of the cross and on this side of the resurrection. So, um, but let's talk, let's frame suffering a little bit. Any, any thoughts on that when it comes to um, does, does God, is God making this happen to you? When, when people are thinking about their situation, is God putting them through something? Is yeah. he, what's the difference between the language of God is making this happen or he's allowing it to happen? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. That's, that's tough. I, I mean, I, it's tough to wrestle when you look at some scriptures where it feels like God is, um, like you said, like things happen due to behavior, yet I, 
I don't believe, like, well, I, one, first of all, I have, I have to come back to the truth that, like, I know that this wasn't what I was, like, this wasn't how I was created. Like, this wasn't what I was created for. Like, this wasn't the intention of my creation. And so I have, I have to wrestle with that because, like, well, if, the, if this isn't how it's supposed to be, then, then like, how, how can I get to how it's supposed to be? Because I, I want that. Like, like, but I have to come back to the truth. Like, this isn't how it was supposed to be. And that, you know, that result, theologically, is, is because of sin. Like, sin entered the world and, and, and made it possible for these kinds of things to happen because separation from God equaled, like, a lot of broken, messed up things. And so we're all a bunch of imperfect humans that, that have, have things and go through things that, that honestly, like God didn't intend for us to go through. And that's, that's an even tough thing because if God knows everything, how did he not know? Like he did know, but that's a tough, that's a tough, that's a tough cookie. Um, but, but I do believe, I don't, I don't believe that God made me have eczema. I don't believe that he's making this happen to me. But I, I, I'll be honest with you, like, and I, I hope this, this, this relates to somebody. But there was, a, there was a season in my life where I, I really, like, I really questioned, like, do I have this because of some, like, sin in my life? Like, do I have this because of, like, something wrong that I did that, like, I need to fix in order to be healed? Like, I, I really, like, thought that for a season of time. I think there's probably a lot of people in here. Yeah. Which is my, my parents, you know, thinking about parents that are going through a really tough divorce. I, I've had so yeah. many conversations with people uh, or their family just gets, gets blown up in some way. And they're like, it was because of me. Like I, I, yeah. I did something that caused my mom to be this way towards my yeah. dad or vice versa, you know? And so there's, or yeah, like uh, there's that brokenness from a relationship, you know, and, and there, there's rejection. Some of you guys are experiencing rejection in this season of life, or you have, you've, you've yeah. tasted rejection. And so there could be that feeling of like, if I was different, if I had responded different, if I was prettier, if I was more attractive, if I was whatever, I caused this suffering. I, I, you know what I mean? So there's, I think you're, you're, you're right. There's, there's probably other people that are experiencing or have felt that before. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then you, you, you see scripture like the book of Job where like it literally says like God allowed bad things to happen to Job. And I'm not going to get too deep into that because there's a lot there that honestly like my answer is I don't know. Um, which is a great theological answer, actually, yeah. uh, because there's a lot of mysteries to God. Like, if you, oh gosh, that's that, that's one of the best theological answers. I don't know, <laughs> uh, because there's a mystery to 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 what we don't know that is honestly just going to be a mystery until we see Jesus face to face, and that, that's a that's a tough thing to wrestle with, not having an answer. Um, but it, that's tough. I, I don't think I have a fully constructed answer to that other than that like I don't think he makes it happen yeah. because of because of how much he loves me I have to remind myself of that but I, I don't think that's true yet because of the results of sin in the world I think I think there is a reality that things happen and he allows it to happen because because I do believe that God can heal me right now in this second right like right this second I believe that he can but for some reason to glorify his name better, I'm not. Yeah. Which is a tough, <laughs> that's tough. Yeah. Because like, uh, heal me now, I'll glorify you, I'll glorify the crap out of you, Jesus, <laughs> if you heal me right now. Like, <laughs> but yet, God doesn't, God doesn't waste it. Like, yeah. like he allows it, but yet he doesn't waste it. Yeah. And 
Uh, well, I, th I think about that story. I think about that story gosh. in the New Testament where uh, I don't remember who's asking Jesus, but there's a blind man that was blind from birth, and they're like, "Who sinned? Like, what did his mom sin or his dad sin? Yeah. Because like, obviously, somebody had to have sinned in order for this yeah. guy to be born blind. Because like, right? And yep. Jesus basically is like, neither. Like, but but this man's moment of me about to restore his sight was a moment for me to be glorified. Yeah. And like, it wasn't a matter of sin or not. It was a matter of like a moment for God to get glory and for people to be pointed to, to the Savior in a really profound way. Uh, pastor John said this in his message this morning. Pastor John, if you don't know, is our, our lead pastor here at Living Water, him and his wife, Fawn. <clears throat> um, he said this. This is something that I was thinking about as you just, just said, uh, just made that last statement. God only allows suffering... that produces something that is a greater value than what was lost in the suffering. Let me read it again. Ready? God only allows suffering that produces something that is a greater value than what was lost in the suffering. Yeah. That, one more time. I'm going to go one more time. I should have put it on the screen. God only allows suffering that produces something that is a greater value than what was lost in the suffering. That's a really tough one to wrestle with still. Yeah. But, but I, when I hear that statement, when I read it, God only allows suffering that produces something greater in value than whatever was lost in the suffering. Whatever time is lost whatever conversations are lost, whatever moments of like being in physical pain, that the nature of God is the kind of nature that allows suffering that's only gonna produce something that's greater of value in you yeah. than what was potentially lost in the suffering. I, like, I really believe that that is true, yeah. but it really, it's still hard to wrestle with. Yeah. Um, but I think it's something worth wrestling with. Yeah. Because for, for somebody going through suffering, it gives, it does give them that sense of like, I, you're right, I would glorify the, the, the monkey out of this thing right here, right now. God just <laughs> healed my entire body from top to bottom. Yeah. But, but, I, but yet he's not, he hasn't. Yeah. Um, and so there's something there that can't really fully be explained. And I think where, where the gap is, is where people wrestle with, it can't, is it okay that I'm mad at God? Can I be mad at God and we still have like, oh, can we be in a close relationship still? Like if I'm mad at him, if I'm mad that my parents broke up, if I'm mad that my body isn't healed yet, if I'm mad that my, my grandma died from cancer, like, can, I, can I be mad at God and still like follow him and have a good relationship with him? Like maybe talk, talk to that question thought. Because you might have an experience with that thought. Yeah. I think I'd, I'd preface with this. I, I, I am angry. Like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm mad. So I'll preface with that, like, because if that's where you're at, like, let, let's hook up, because, like, I, I am. Like, I love God, but I, I, I am mad. Because it, gosh, it affects everything. 
And just to, like, be real with you, like, I, I'm, I'm the middle school pastor, and, like, sometimes I'm, like, not excited to be there. Like, how guilty I feel when that happens. Like, that, that makes me mad. <laughs> to want to be excited for something, but I can't. Or it feels like I can't. So I preface with that because, like, if you're going through something and, like, you're just mad at God that, like, you have to go through this, like, one, I'm right there with you. And I've been asking, like, I've been asking a lot of questions, but I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to get to a place where I'm asking a different question because I don't think asking why is the right question. Because I, I am mad, but, like, why do I have to go through, like, I, I don't know. Maybe it is the, maybe it is the right question. I, I don't know, but... I think, it, I think it's tough for us because I think in a, in, a, in a human relationship, this kind of relationship, when we're mad, like if I'm mad at you, like we don't, we don't, we don't talk or, you know, there's, dis, there's just automatic, like just, like just relational distance between me and you when I'm mad at you, right? Like, it, like it's awkward, it, you know, you avoid each other, like all these different things that just like are just by nature comes with being mad at somebody, at a friend, at, at a parent, whatever it is. I don't think those apply to God. And I'll rephrase that because I think, I think my anger can keep me from God, but my anger does not keep God from me. Yeah, that's good. It doesn't change your position. Uh-uh, <laughs> not at all. Like, yeah, because I, I, I really do. I think, I think my anger can cloud my ability to hear from God. I think it can cloud my ability to, to connect with God, I, I, I really do. If, if I let it, I think my anger can. But it does not affect God's ability to be close to me. It does not affect God's ability to, to love me. It does not affect God's ability to, to, to be next to me, to walk with me. Like, God never leaves me nor forsakes me. So, so the answer, like, yes, you can be mad and still have a relationship with God, but... But the goal should never be to stay mad, to stay angry. Because, like, I don't know about you, I don't want to live like that. Like, that's not, that is not me. And, and I think what, what, what you lose being mad is, is too valuable. That, that like, you've, got, you've got to work on it to get to a place of, like, how can, I, how can I begin to see this differently where I'm not just consistently angry? Yeah. Yeah. But yet, it's real. Yeah. And it's valid. Yep. And it's actual feelings. Yeah. Um, one of the concepts that's really t- difficult for me, <clears throat> but I continue to see God trying to refine this in me around the idea of suffering or going through something difficult is, is just the whole concept of your perspective. I, I had a pastor one time that said um, when it came to like, why does God not heal some people and he heals others? Um, he gave this illustration that's really stuck with me, but but it's also like ruined me because I've had to like theologically wrestle with it. But he made this statement. He said, God <clears throat> always heals. And he heals in three ways. He heals or he saves uh, people, heals people from the fire, in the fire, or through the fire. Sorry, from the fire, through the fire. Or by the fire. From, through, or by. From the fire, like uh, we 
see several moments where God like just bails people out or he straight up just shows up and heals. And, and then we see another moments in the fire. We see Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. They're in it. They're in it. Yet God saved them in it. But like they, no doubt, scripture are like, they're in the furnace. Like, you know, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't saved from going in. They went in, God saved them in the fire. And the other way he heals people is by it. Ultimately, through that, not on this side of eternity, but, but on the other side, that there is no pain, there is no suffering, there is no tears. But when we're in, we're in eternity with Jesus, which we really believe to be true, just to be clear, like, there's a heaven and there's a hell. Earth is temporary, there is an eternity. Some of you, you've heard that before. Some of you are like, what's happening here? That's real. We believe that if you follow Jesus and you've accepted him as Lord and Savior, that, like, you're not just going to live a temporary life here, that you have an eternal life to spend with him. And maybe your, your healing is by the fire. I, I think about family members that I've lost to cancer. They weren't healed on this side of eternity, but they were healed by the fire, the fire of cancer. And they, the moment that their last breath was taken, they walked into their healing when they met Jesus face-to-face in eternity, right? So um, a lot of this, I think, also is a wrestling with perspective. What it, like, is my definition of good the same definition that God has of good? Is my definition of love, how can a loving God allow bad things to happen to good people? Is my definition of a loving God the same as of what he actually is? Because like my, sometimes my definition of, of a loving God is like a God that just makes everybody feel good all the time and like warm and fuzzy and like cuddled up. But, but sometimes love can look different than the way I can perceive it. Is my perspective aligned with the narrative and the perspective of scripture? Um, it's something that I've wrestled with when it comes to this issue. Let's, let's, let's land here. What do you do with this stuff? Where do you take it? Like practically, when you are having a sleepless night and you're wrestling this thing down and then you got to wake up and come to work, you got to wake up and prepare a sermon to point people to Jesus, <laughs> right? To, to, to students out there that are like, I'm in some suffering right now. What do they do with that? Where do they go? How would you challenge or encourage them with where you've been, maybe with where you've gone? Like, where do they take it? What do they do with it in the meantime while they're in the middle of it and they can't escape it? Um, and maybe escaping it isn't even the best thing anyway because God is doing something bigger in it. But what would you say to the person that's like, I'm in it. Where, where do I go? What do I do with this right now? I think there's a couple things, but you have to you have to have an ability to walk through it out loud with somebody. You have to have the ability to walk through it out loud with somebody. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge your maybe your initial thought of like you're like BFF. Like I'm gonna go to my, my friend. I, b- I believe friends are great. I, I have them. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks. Got a sympathy laugh from Sarah, which I appreciate. Um, but there, there's a reality that like 
you need people that like, I, I need people that like, they are, they are way wiser than I am. And like to be able, I need to have the ability to walk through it out loud with somebody that, that I trust and, is, and, is, and has seen more life than me. Because as I, as I am able to, to, to walk that out, out loud, stuff happens. Like, it does not change. Like, I, I, I talked with somebody literally, like, last night. Like, I talked with somebody, and my, my ability to just even vocalize, like the, like, the deep, dark thoughts that I have going through this, like, stuff begins to happen. And now, it, it doesn't fix it. Like, I, I almost, like, it was super weird. I, like, walked out of the house, like, feeling like my eczema should be gone, like, when I walked out of the house. Because, like, I, I just felt so good to, like, be able to talk through it and, like, feel like I made progress in, like, in my perspective. And yet, walk out of the house, like, I was literally, like, almost, like, disappointed of, like, man, it's still here. But what happens when you, be, when you begin to be able to talk through it out loud is, is, is things begin to shift in you. And, 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 and the thing that, that God wants, uh, not God, the thing that the devil wants most is for you to be isolated. And, and you want to know the fastest way to feel guilty and shameful for how, how you are processing what you're going through is to keep it to yourself. You, know, you want to know the quickest way to feel guilty and shameful about the depression that you have kept from literally everybody is, is, is to continue to keep it to yourself. Continue to keep yourself in isolation and, and not talk to it. Like, or that feeling of like, why, why didn't I get both my mom and my dad since I was a kid? Like, why didn't I get that childhood? Like, your ability to walk through it out loud with somebody that, that, is, that is, I'm gonna be really specific, older than you, loves Jesus, and, want, and you wanna love Jesus like they wanna love Jesus. And find those people in your life that you can really walk through it out loud. Now, I'm not, this is not a bash to life groups because I, I think life groups is literally a key to your, to your success as a follower of Jesus, living in community. But with some of this stuff that like is just really deep, some of this stuff that, that, is, that is, is, is really can often be like almost like I don't know what to do with this, sometimes you need, you need somebody who's a little bit further down the road. And really, you need both. But, but, but your ability to walk through it out loud. And then I would say the other thing, like, and I, I suck at this, but, like, actually, like, like, if I'm by myself, like, sometimes, like, you know, it's, like, 3 a.m. And, like, like, maybe, like, sometimes I even think, like, maybe I have this because, like, God wants to speak to me, like, in the middle of the night. Like, I just have, like, some, like, some, like okay, if, if I'm going to have this, I'm going to try to figure out how I can make the best of it. And, and but, but being able to, like, even just, like, write down, like, I feel depressed. I feel, I feel lonely. I feel like I want to kill myself. I feel like even like even the writing down of that like is it gives you the opportunity to actually deal with what's going on inside of you. Because I'm telling you, like shame and guilt is going to rise so fast. And, and please hear me for the, for like the Christian who like maybe you feel like I haven't experienced any of this. Like there are going to be things in your life, and, and there probably is like like that, that haven't maybe even come to the surface yet. And so I. I Please do not check out. Like I don't, ha- I don't suffer with depression. Like, or I don't suffer with this. Or I don't have, a, I don't have eczema. Like, please do not check out because whether or not it, it, you think it's big or small, your ability to process what's going on inside of you will keep you from. I mean, it's a life or death kind of thing. But your ability to actually vocalize those, to write them down, to get them outside of you, keeps you from isolation. Keeps you from 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 just stuffing it down, suppressing it. 
and then, and then feeling the shame and the guilt uh, as a result. And so people and like actually like I'm specific, like out loud, like, 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 like things that like, I was like scared to share. Like that kind of stuff. Like when you, when that hits the air, stuff happens. <laughs> like God begins to do something. I'm telling you, because the devil just wants to keep you shut up and sat down. And we need to get up and we need to start vocalizing the things that are going on in our life. Because that's that's how we that's how we deal with it. Now it, it doesn't fix it, but but it, it is the journey of dealing with it. It is the journey of walking through it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna leave you with these two scriptures. Because at the end of the day, it's not gonna be like a fix-all thing for you tonight, yeah. right? Um, the best thing we can do is be open books for you with our lives, and be real, and then in in that authenticity, like. It's also not just about being authentic. Like there are people out there that are living their truth and they're being really authentic. It's still missing the mark. Just being authentic isn't the end all answer. Like, because at the end of the day, it's not my authenticity I want you to see. It's Jesus's authenticity that I want you to see through me. And so we're not up here just to try to be real for you and be like, ah, cool. Like some good thoughts and then like go be real with other people alone. Be, be real. I mean, that's a key thing that you, you got to hear. Some of you are isolated and you're quiet. You need to step out, out loud with people, with somebody, that exactly the way that you described them. Let me leave you with these two verses. The first one is this. This is about Jesus, the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4, <clears throat> verse, verse 15 through, 14 through 15, but really 15 is the verse I want you to listen to. He says this, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus. Talking about Jesus is our great high priest, the son of God. Let us hold fast our confession. Verse 15, here you go. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. What's the writer saying? He's saying Jesus gets it like we can't even fathom. Jesus gets what you're going through like you don't even understand. And so you can go to him with your suffering and know that you've got a God who's not like, what's your problem? Figure it out. Yeah, that's right. Amen. He experienced suffering like we can't even fathom. He gets it. He can sympathize. That's important because it, it, it creates a way for you to really go to Jesus with what you're suffering and, and struggling with in a way that, you know, you can trust that this guy, this God knows what you're feeling and experiencing, and he can help you through this. That's Hebrews 4, 15, really. And then the last thing I want you to see, and I'm going to pray for you, is um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Uh, verse 5, really, through 11. I'm going to read it. Have this in mind. This is Paul writing. He says this. Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, verse 6, who though he was in the form of God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, subjecting himself to suffering, saying like, I'm God, I have everything I need, I don't have to suffer, but because I love this creation, because I love you, some of you need to just know, God loves you, because he loves you, 
being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted and bestowed upon him the name that is above every name, moving forward, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on, on earth and under earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is not just a cliche thing to just try to like tie this thing all up because we can't. Our, our prayer is that tonight you heard something that like encouraged you but challenged you but that with what you're going through or what you could go through in the future, that you take all of that and you, you bring it to Jesus and you invite him into the situation and then go to people with it. Yeah. Walk out authentic community. Walk it out out loud. But Jesus, you need to know tonight, is the answer and he is enough for you in your suffering, yeah. in your struggle, That's right. in your trial, in your depression, in your discouragement, in your parents' relationship issue, in your rejection that you've experienced from somebody that you really cared about. Jesus is there for you, and he's the only one that can see you through it. Yep. And so I'm going to pray for you. Um, I'll, have you. I'll have you quickly pray for us, actually, because I think that's where I want to stand. I want you to pray for us. And um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to stand together as Wesley's praying. And, uh, and I kind of want you just to, like, go ahead and stand up. We're going to stand to your feet real quick. Shake it out. Um, but some of you just need to acknowledge tonight, like, I, um, like, I want, maybe that's the way to say it, I want uh, Jesus and m more of Jesus in this season of suffering that I'm experiencing. And I've just struggled to even communicate that or, or really to, to want it. And I want to say tonight, like hearing a real story of what currently, it's not like, like you're saying, one day this will. And dude, it will. You will stand on the other side of the season and be able to declare with like a lot of celebration and faithfulness the testimony side. But thank you for in the middle living in such a way that you could be quitting and saying, like, I'm not going to let people into this because it's so much to process and go through. And I got so much I got to maintain maybe on the outside. But thank you for not doing that. Thank you for being real, for letting me personally, and then, like, letting a faith community, like, in on the middle of the process of what God is doing in and through you. Uh, because I really believe God is getting glory right now. Even before we're able to stand on the other side of the testimony. He's getting it right now. And the enemy's losing. So we're blessed by the suffering that you're going through and how you're giving it to Jesus and letting him do what he needs to do in and through you. So will you pray for us? And if you're like, man, I want more of Jesus in my life and in my suffering right now, and I just need to take a moment to put my hand up and say that. I'm just Everybody can close your eyes for a second so you don't feel whatever. But if that's you, you're just like, Wes, pray for me specifically because this is where I'm at. Will you do that? 
actually, eyes closed. We do that right now before he starts praying. Is that, if that's you, like, man, you're just like, Chase, I want more of Jesus right now in my suffering. Ton of hands. Cool. Will you pray for us? Father, I thank you that God, that you are in the midst of every single person's situation. God, that you are right smack dab in the middle. And God, you haven't left. You haven't haven't forsaken. You haven't haven't left us to figure it out. But God, you are right in the middle of it. And so God, I, I, I ask. God, we ask. God, we need more of you. God, we want more of you. God, I I literally cannot do this without you. And so, God, we ask for just another outpouring of your Holy Spirit. God, help me to see like you. God, help me, help me to help me to see things differently. God, help me to see things through your eyes. God, I want to see things through your perspective. God, give me the eyes to see. God, give me, God, uh, not a closed off heart, an angry heart, God, that isn't able to see what you're doing in the middle of something that sucks, something that's difficult. And so, God, I, I pray right now. God, for every single student, God, that feels like they're going through something that they just don't know what to do. God, they, they don't know how to fix it. They don't know how to deal with it. God, I pray, God, that first and foremost, God, that they would surrender it to you. God, that they can't fix it. God, that they are not the answer, but you are the answer. And so, God, we give it over to you. We surrender. God, I surrender my healing over to you. God, I can't do it. You can do it. And God, your timing is better than my timing. And God, you will receive the most glory. And so, God, we give you praise. God, we... I, I, in a season where I don't feel like I don't feel like being thankful, God, I'm thankful for you. God, I'm thankful for your place in my life. God, I'm thankful, God, that, that you are doing something in me that is of more value if I didn't go through this. And so, God, we, we all come together as one faith community, God, and we just ask for more of you. God, we want more and more and more of you. And God, I pray that we would not see our feelings and emotions, God, as, as, as a dictator of whether or not you're present or not. That you are present no matter what. You are present, period. And so no matter on my worst day or my best day, God, you are present with me, walking me through. And God, whether it's on this side or when we see you face to face, God, you will heal us. God, you will save us. God, you will restore what's been lost. You will restore what's broken. And so, God, we give you praise in advance. As hard as it can be, God, we give you praise and we say your will, not mine. And God, I pray no matter how full our cup is, whether it's a quarter, half, God, I pray that all we would be responsible for, that we would be reminded that all we're responsible for is that we just empty our cup, that we just give all we've got to you, all we've got to what you've put in front of us. And God, we will see you here, God, right in front of us, moving and working. And so God, we're thankful. We love you, we love you, we love you. And we give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. 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 Amen.